Welcome back to podcast for the recently released My Ghouls and Geeks. I'm Louis Stardust. And I'm your co-host, Joe Matisse. It's 420. That it is, if that means anything to anyone for whatever reason. It is 420, the night we're recording. You know what that means. New Strixhaven stuff is already out. Magic the Gathering. That's what we're talking about today. So... Magic the Gathering put out some decks called Strixhaven. It's basically like Harry Potter. You get your own, um, like, school mascot that you assign to, and here's all the cute stuff. Joe is very excited for it, clearly. Yeah. Magic. It's great. Yes. Anyways, we're going to move on to this episode. We're on episode 67 today, folks. So we're going to be talking about a movie that we just watched called Boss Level. I'm assuming... They're referring to like in a video game, you know, it's got that vibe to it. So we'll get into that. We're going to talk about the neck, uh, the new episode of Invincible and the new episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, right now we're on Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode five and Invincible episode six. So moving along pretty good and In- Invincible's got a ways to go. Falcon and the Winter Soldier's got one more episode. So let's let's get into this today and let's start out with the movie we watched called Boss Level. Now, this one we watched on, what was it, Hulu. It came out, let's see what I got here. It came out February 18th. I made sure to make a note of that. But it's uh, starring Naomi Watts, Frank Grillo, uh, Frank Grillo? Grillo? Grillo, I believe. And Mel Gibson, who we had previously re- talked about in a movie. Um, was that Mel Gibson? Yeah, where he's the... I thought it sounded like him, but it didn't look like him in this movie. Like, something about him looked off. I don't know if it was because he's all white-haired out. or. Well, he's definitely a lot older. You can tell how much older Mel Gibson is in this film. I don't like Mel Gibson. Really? No, it's fine. Well, I don't know why, but either way, Mel Gibson in some of the best movies of our time, you know. No. What? Are you kidding? Well, either way... Like, he's pretty awesome in this movie. Um, Frank Grillo's awesome. Naomi Watts is in it. She's good. And this movie is basically just like a fun action, like, thrill ride. And it starts out, and Frank Grillo's character named Roy is waking up in this basic loop where he's continuously getting killed by this group of people. They're trying to kill him, and he doesn't know why. He lost his girlfriend. And he doesn't know what's going on. He's kind of like in this weird limbo where he's going through it and seeing how many times he can die, be brought back to life in the same Groundhog Day type scenario, and how much more progress he can make in this whole situation. And if there's ever an end to this this loop. And basically what happens is it drives you into this kind of back and forth with that. And then it goes and does a flashback into the story. And basically what it is, is I guess he's away for a while, military, whatever. He goes to do a surprise visit um, to his girl, Gemma. And that's Naomi Watts' character. And basically she works at this really like high security facility. It's um, pretty gnarly. And there's this thing called the Osiris Spindle. And um, it's some kind of weird break in the space-time continuum or, you know, all reality. or I don't know. You know, they tell you all that kind of end-of-the-world-esque scenario stuff. And um, basically, this loop that he's in 
is from this Osiris spindle being activated because she is, I guess, the her boss is this crazy, you know, nutbag who's trying to, I don't know, take over the world or something. That's I don't they don't really insinuate exactly what he's trying to do. But you do realize that she sees the danger in it one way or another, and she activates it, and she links it to him, and I guess thinking that he might be the only one to, to break the spindle and get back to her so they can stop a end-of-the-world scenario where everything just blows up. And man, is it crazy watching him progress and get a little further each time and how he changes things around and and tries to attack scenarios differently. You find out he has a son with this girl. And um, that's also a thing that becomes kind of an element to the story and how he's going to handle the loop going forward and all that kind of stuff. What did you think of this movie? Um, I think it's like a Groundhog Day meets like a thriller i guess because like there's so many like happy death day for example where that's like a groundhog day meets horror movie so i think this is like the same kind of premise of like living every day and fighting but i like the way that they show like um what does it say like level 31 is that what it says or what's the word that they use no they say what uh day like or which I know it says what yeah. day, but it says something else instead of like day attempt, I think it says, or Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it'll list so, how many days he's been doing it. Mm-hmm. And it gets like he's like, here's a montage of like all the things I do and like you kinda see multiple sequences throughout with his character and like for example, at one point in the movie he tries to break into a building and you see him play through it like six different days because each time he dies he has to start over. And getting up to the moment where it finally works for him so i think that's really cool and i think it was just really funny um you sent me a bunch of trailers to check out to pick one to watch and out of all them i was most interested in this one and i liked it i thought it was really fun i think it's a i mean the groundhog thing has been done over and over again right like i just named a couple things where it has happened yeah that they had that movie the russian doll on netflix they did the show whatever yeah so i think like that concept has been done over and over again but this was like a fun take to it and the writing is really comical and the uh like villains that are trying to kill him are really interesting so i like this movie a lot i don't know i don't have much to complain about yeah i i like this movie a lot too i thought this movie was just a constant thrill ride I thought that it was cool that they do throw this whole loop thing in there and a couple other elements keep popping up. It's not like he's on this Groundhog Day type scenario and the end game is right from the beginning and you know it. They do stretch the story a little bit and they help putting other elements in and different wrenches in the gear that kind of add more weight to the whole reason for him doing this, which is good because obviously there's a lot of Things where they're repeating the same scenario, but in a cool, fun, new way of him dying or whatever, or making it through an area. So it's cool that at least they do give you the bonus of on top of that, unlocking another aspect of the story that could change the end game goal. You know, once you find out he has a child and once you find out that, yeah, like he may be saving himself or getting to the end to save his girlfriend, but then also what's happening with the child during this whole time what happens with 
his girlfriend during this whole time when he eventually gets the end. Like, all these different things that definitely throw things off, and then he has to redo the loop in a cool, interesting new way. And I really just love that. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Frank Grillo is awesome. We've seen him in tons of stuff. I mean, most notably, obviously, in all the Avengers and, you know, Captain America and all that stuff. I really liked um, him. I'm I'm not too familiar with him in the other stuff that you mentioned, but I thought he was fun. And this is a movie I would highly, not highly, I'm not like it's the best, but it's like a fun watch if you want something that's a little bit different than like the things that have been coming out recently. Also, because it's on Hulu. Um, you know, you have to go pay for it somewhere if you have Hulu or something. But if if you've seen it at like a red box or something or like a on your your thing, I would say to buy it. I think it's one that's worth putting your thing into to rent and check it out. I think it's fun. The yeah. dialogue is really cool. Well, I'm actually going to go ahead and buy this movie when it, you, you know, so? when I. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably just buy it on iTunes I just was, to have it because I really liked it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. The plot and the overall ending, because I think with the Groundhog day premise it can get pretty repetitive and like there was like a couple characters that did that but it was comical so it made sense um so i would give it like a a 7.5 a 7.5 yeah yeah i i would say i would give it like a solid eight almost i would almost say 8.5 actually i think it has good replay value yeah i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna give it an 8.5 screw it because i thought it was really fun and like she said with certain characters that were a little repeat i thought they were repetitive in a funny way like the one character the the girl with the sword uh play uh, guan yin and she's You're played by a Sel- selena low yeah and every time she kills him yeah <laughs> i am guan yin and i have done this every time so when he and yeah. the wind blows in her hair like it's so ridiculous it's and it, it's just really funny uh i would say like it has replay value too like maybe not r- r- right away um, but I think there was even a point in the movie where I was kind of sad. Like you, once you find out like he has a kid and they, we talked about this for a little bit, but, um, they show like him like trying to like be the dad that he should have been and like having all these like emotional things about family and stuff. And like that stuff made me, um, I'm a very emotional person. So like that doesn't help, but I was like surprised with like the depth of the story is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They did put good weight on the characters. Cause there's more than they just make like, you feel really like important it for was sure. it was more than just like well my girlfriend's dead and uh, i have a kid i never talked to like really like well not that he didn't talk to but like a kid i didn't connect with so it didn't feel like it was just a storyline put in there to try and make you feel sympathy it was like a genuinely sympathy like written thing like it felt organic to the story which i really liked a lot yeah and they had um other big uh like people in these um that was really surprising Notably, they had, um, what is her name? Michelle Yeoh, or you, from uh, Crouching Tiger, which was really awesome. Then they had comedians in there because there was a lot of lighthearted comedy in this, especially with the action. And they had Ken Jong in there and Will Sasso in it. And I thought they were great as well. I <laughs> I just overall really liked this movie. I, like I said, I'm going to give this an 8.5. You said what, seven point five? Yeah, and I'm happy with that. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. This Definitely was a good one. one. That has replay value. I'd recommend watching it. It's on Hulu. If you got to pay to watch it, I mean, I think that's okay too. It's not the number like one fucking movie that I've seen this year for sure, but it's it's got value to it. Yeah, definitely. And it just came out um, February eighteenth, 
So definitely check it out. It's brand new. That's that's an awesome one. Now let's move into what we've been diving in on the weekly basis right now. And let's jump into Invincible first. And um, we're on episode six now with Invincible, um, which I am happy that we are watching it because obviously we have had a little bit of issues with a couple episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier that were like, most of them were pretty decent, but like one or two were like, whatever. And Invincible has been like solid all the way through. I feel like, right. I love it. I have no complaints. And I, again, I've compared it to like the boys, for example, because it gives me the feel of like a more adult superhero show than we're used to. Like, because we watched a Captain Winter Soldier and WandaVision, like they have like more heart wrenching themes, but it's not adult. Like, they still make their stuff so that the average kid can watch them. You know? Like, you can't have Invincible on with your kids. Yeah, you abs- absolutely you couldn't. That, that would be no go. It gives go. me, like, the X-Men vibes and, like, just, like, cool mutant powers, and I enjoy that. But it's got a good storyline, and I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm going to dr- jump into, like, a summary of this yeah, episode. Yeah, summary first, and then I'll tell you my feelings. So, basically... It starts off in a mad scientist kidnaps a drunk guy to experiment on him in a college, right? And then it flashes over and it shows Robot helping the the, the the doctors operate on Monster Girl from the previous episode's issues. Mark's recovering well and um, he decides to go, you know, to a college visit with um, his friend William and he wants to bring Amber and they're going to basically meet this guy, Rick, that uh, William's crushing on or whatever that he like banged out or some shit like in a summer camp. I don't know, whatever it was. And basically, that's like a whole big adventure. And there's a couple other things going on. Like after that, it flashes and Adam Eve is um, talking to Mark and ends up kind of going on her own like missionary style trip and like leaves her parents and everything. And then it goes over to Nolan. Um realizing like his stupid ass costume that he hid in the dumbest place considering he can hide it in a damn lava pit for for like anywhere anywhere else besides like on a shelf in his house um he realizes it was found Uh, (laughs) so then it goes back over to mark and them on the college trip and a crazy uh robo dude arrives and ruins mark's trip and he's got to fight him and stuff and in that process william clearly sees that he's invincible and after he beats these robots, Amber dumps him. And they're still there. Uh, Amber decides to go out to a party she gets invited to. Mark's trying to fix things. And Rick just straight up gets kidnapped and turned into a robo. Right? And then it goes over and flashes over. And Mark's mom, Debbie's talking with the costume maker about the costume. Yeah. Nolan's obviously on to them. So he's listening from a distance. And then he shows up later to intimidate him with drinks and act like everything's all, hey, how's things going? Hope we have a good relationship still. Hope, you know, it's a shame to have to lose everything in a blink of an eye type deal, right? And then it flashes back and uh, Mark it decides to go and help William find Rick because William finds out that Rick, I guess, was went missing or whatever and he's on to him and then he gets captured by Robo-Man or whatever. Mark goes after him and he gets ambushed heavy by these robo dudes. You know what I mean? They're like bootleg RoboCop looking characters and they're whooping his ass. And the mad scientist guy is about to experiment on William as well. And eventually William breaks Rick's, uh, I guess, like computer mind control nonsense. And he um, fights back with Invincible against all of these 
other robo-men, and then they end up beating him, right? And uh, there's mad cliffhangers, basically, with all the other aspects of the story that they leave you off with, with Adam Eve and with Debbie and Nolan and all that kind of stuff as well, with Robot Man working with the the Mullers to, to clone or create a person and all that stuff. Well, they decide when when that they don't really trust Robo Man, so they leave you with a cliffhanger of them going to dig up the Immortal, which should be really cool, I think. I I'm I'm interested to see where everything goes because I know everything's not in line with the comics and they're jumping all over the place. But that's just we did like the boys, although they did a lot of that stuff in the boys, so they could they could end up doing this on a good note. But uh what did you think of this this craziness in this episode? So I loved what Adam Eve did. I think that was a really cool thing because like a lot of these characters are focused on like the fame and glory of being a superhero, like all these teenage characters that we're seeing, right? Uh, Mark, obviously this whole episode has this dilemma of like being an average teenager versus being a superhero, but we'll go back to him in a second. My, my whole thing with Eve is that she wants to actually make a difference in the world. And I'm not saying these other guys don't, but I think she's actively doing things because she's so powerful where she's she's kind of like a wanda like dr strange thing right yeah she's basically like very much on the level of a scarlet witch yeah but on a larger level because she can change change everything on like a molecular level Mm -hmm. but it stays that way it's not an illusion it's not any kind of magic she can create things out of absolutely nothing from what it seems like she was able to like do things that actually impact and change the world and if they're able to stay then that's really really like that's a gift to have uh for humanity itself so i think it, it was really cool that she was like you know what this shit ain't for me i'm gonna do something right and who knows what she's gonna do after this but i liked that storyline i thought it was done really well um especially because she's been going through some dumb shit i don't think i'm a little annoyed with mark's storyline only because i want him to do better like it's a part in this where um his friend what is his friend's name again i'm so sorry william william is, is like hey like i'm concerned about this thing can you come help me and mark is like not now i gotta go talk to amber blah blah, blah. And, it, and it's like all right dude i get it if that was the moment for me i would understand but it's just like dude you have this power and your friends fucking need you and you're so focused on dumb like petty high school shit that it makes me mad but it's fine. I liked um, the whole process of like Mark finding out he was invincible, and I liked uh, the stuff with Nolan this episode a lot. Like again, I agree. Like you could have put your fucking suit anywhere, but I want Debbie to whoop his ass, and I'm ready for like this story to kind of unfold itself. Um, the villain concept was cool. I feel like we didn't see the last of him based on how that ended, and um, I liked all the stuff with the robot and Monster Girl too. I'm kind of curious to see what happens with that. Him and his little blue flower and just, I don't know. I feel like there's way more happening with the story than we've been shown, obviously. so Yeah, I agree. I think that it was pretty pretty interesting overall. And I do agree with the whole situation with Mark's character. Mark's character is probably the driest part of the show. I don't think there's so. so. No, because... There's so much else going on that's very deep and the characters are intense. You know what I mean? And like Nolan's uh, and Debbie's whole situation and that whole thing that Nolan's been doing, killing the Guardians and all that. I mean, this is big stuff. There's a lot of weight to it and all that. And, you know, then you see 
even William, the friend in this one, you know, he's going to college. He's going to meet like his first big love and then loses everything in this crazy, horrifying, like nightmare scenario. And um, and even that one episode had a lot of weight for like, you know, his character for such a minor character in comparison to Mark, where all you really worry about is like he's really just trying to like spend time with Amber. Otherwise, like this kid literally, you know, other everything else, he already quit his job and he's hanging with his he's fighting crime he's doing all that stuff the, the real only problem they're giving you right now with him at this moment is amber and she sucks so like what the hell do we care right well, amber is garbage i think he has like some dilemma when it comes to just his expectations of his father um also i'm on skybound right now because i was trying to see if there was like a link to the trailer for the new episode because i saw a little clip of it on twitter and it looks pretty cool yeah you skybound bro but on, on skybound they have an upstate <laughs> university fucking merch line which is like i guess what the college was okay from that episode which is so random and specific and i find that funny and i enjoy that so um if that's something you'd be into check out skybound because i got some of that yeah yeah well it's it's a pretty interesting thing here that they're that they're doing with the show and i think that i really want to see um i guess the the major breakout with the the robot man thing they started previewing a lot of that and it seems like it could be super it could be a bunch of different things he could be you know like doing something big that's gonna make everybody turn on him it could be doing something big that makes everybody obviously go and on the team of i guess cecil and the and the new guardians it could be like big because he's cloning a character i mean in the comics obviously you know why this is happening but i'm trying to be a little open-ended and say like what do you think could happen kind of deal i have no predictions at this moment none no i'm just trying to accept it as it is I, i really don't have anything other than like i'm invested especially in nolan's story um, yeah, he's awesome. His story's crazy, like so far. Yeah, for me, I don't have any predictions because I just don't know where the story's going at the moment. Because it seems to be like the Nolan thing is the underlying issue to all of this, and it's slowly getting revealed in each episode. And everything else seems like filler storyline, like oh, today Mark's gonna fight this thing and have this emotional thing about Amber or something else. And like, there isn't a bigger plot yet, other than him just becoming invincible, which isn't bad. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fun. But the main plot is, like, figuring out why Nolan is doing this thing, I would say, in comparison to him being invincible at the moment, no? Yeah, that is, I agree. I agree. Uh, everybody's got a, a – the main other characters have a lot bigger, more important, I feel like, roles right now. Yeah. For sure. And, but this this was an awesome episode, too. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Definitely check this one out. If you guys haven't been caught up, um, definitely in general just check this show out because it's been great. It's been – a lot more consistent than some of the other ones we've been reviewing as far as um, the superhero shows go. Except Superman and Lois. That show has been really good, and I can't when wait till it, it returns. Back? I believe sometime next month, maybe. Mm. It's like a two-month break or whatever they do. I, I don't know how the CW works there. Nonsense. But either way, that show is really awesome, and I can't wait for that. Now, let's jump into the other one we got here, and that's Falcon and Winter Soldier. We only got one episode left of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I feel so-so. 
I like this episode. I thought it was fun. It felt a little bit like a filler episode. Like, I would have been okay with it being... You thought it was fun? I thought it was so boring. Okay, well, can you let me finish what I was saying? So, I feel like it would have been okay if it was maybe, like, episode, like, one or two. You're kind of getting into the characters and, like, their story a little bit more, I guess. why it happened now is relevant because now Bucky and Sam are working on the relationship and the dialogue that happened is important. But I... Would have been okay with this if we had maybe like three more episodes. Having knowing next week is the last episode and the way that it ended, I'm not in love with it. But please tell us about this episode. Okay, so I'm gonna go into a little rundown for this one. This is episode five, right? It's um for what if you guys are caught up, what we talked about in the last episode is at the end of it, the U.S. agent he takes that serum and he finally wrecks that uh, flag smasher guy, right? Now, it goes right after that, and it starts out, and a U.S. agent is running to a warehouse to do, like, a temporary moment of grieving after Battlestar, you know, died. Then Falcon and Winter Soldier, of course, show up. They kind of ambush him, tell him, you know, you got to surrender the shield. But he's raging, and he's out of control, and obviously Bucky for being able to take down all these other heroes in the past as the Winter Soldier apparently can't do barely anything now. And but him and Falcon try to fight him pretty good. Falcon gets his wings ripped off and almost gets himself shielded to death. But Bucky saves him. You know what I mean? And um, they get the shield back, basically. And he goes and I guess they go to take him to trial. Right. So they strip him of his captain title. They discharge him or whatever. And um, they they. Oh, I forgot to mention, they actually broke his arm to take the shield off of him, which was like a cool thing. That whole scene of them fighting, great scene, really liked it, right? After he goes to court, they discharge him and everything. Madam Hydra shows up, and it's, what is it, Elaine from Seinfeld? Like, what the hell? And um, she comes and talks to him, you know what I mean? They don't know it's Madam Hydra, but when they she gives that long-ass name, you know who it is. And... Um, then it goes over, and that's just like a short scene. It cuts out, you know, and it goes over, and Bucky um, is going to turn Zemo into the Wakandans, right? And they go, and they're going to take him to the raft, and the raft is going to be big stuff for the future of the, you know, Marvel Universe for the potential for, like, the Thunderbolts, things like that. So we'll see where that goes. And then after that, it goes in Falcon. He goes back to Isaiah to kind of talk to him and find out what happened in the past why he's not still like a prominent um you know military guy or whatever and um after that falcon gets um over to where sam's at with his family because they're trying to help the you know fix that family boat they had in the previous episodes and so Bucky shows up they get a bunch of people from the neighborhood and they're all kind of trying to fix this thing it's a big community deal um, let's see. Then after that, it goes over and U.S. agent goes and meets with Battlestar's family at the same time that Sam's kind of working on things with the neighborhood and his family. And he's gr- and U.S. agent is grieving with Battlestar's family. And they really kind of bring that home for a second, which is cool. Then it goes over and they show you Sharon Carter, where she's basically they're showing her hiring this guy. What is his bitch rock? from the previous uh movies they she hires him to to help the flag smashers and then it goes over and it shows you falcon training with his shield and all that stuff 
And then after that, it starts to end off and you see that there's a GRC meeting um, that gets kind of attacked by the Flag Smashers. Um, then it shows you a part where, you know, Falcon gets to open his little soup box, but they don't really show you what it is, but he gets his little gift from the Wakandans that Bucky gets for him, right? Yes. And then they show you. I wish we saw it. I wish we saw it. I hated the cliffhanger. It was stupid. Yeah. And then after that, we're going to see uh, the scene where Agent makes his own shield. So there's a couple things that are cool when I lay it out like this that you that you get to see, which is a lot of fun. But otherwise, like the the filler aspects of this and all, there's a lot of dialogue in this episode, and it's just really slow to me. I've really only enjoyed and got a real good kick out of the big fight they had in the beginning, because otherwise there is like no action in the entire episode, and it's like it was having me damn near falling asleep at points. I mean, my thing is. We discuss this every week, and I know why, because of the content that we're creating, but I would have much rather watched this show all at once. It's just, like, tedious to watch it. I don't think it's that great, and I hate, like, the concept that they spent so much money at this show, on this show. Um, I... I didn't have high expectations going into it. I love these characters. I just didn't see it for me to, like, enjoy the story. I I agree this episode was slow. There was moments that I thought were beneficial to the character's growth and what was happening, and I enjoyed that a lot, and I thought it was very special. But other than that, there really hasn't been anything for me. I hated the cliffhanger-like little bit with the suitcase. I wish they just showed us what he's going to be doing. And I hate having to think that there's one more episode and they're supposed to wrap up like this storyline. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I obviously have issues with it as well. You know, I think that the only really interesting character in this show right now seems to be U.S. Agent. I mean, he's got like a pretty more. It's got a lot more weight in his character because when he's in these issues and he's having dilemmas or he's making a bad choice, you feel like serious about it. Like you really get mad at this dude or like you kind of feel like a little like shit like and confused about it for a second for him because you do realize like how much he cared about you know like his partner and how devoted he was to his job but then what it did to him and everything so job but he talks about what they did and what they put him through and i think that's the more relevant part here and i think it's kind of fucking bullshit like to some degree that they even went and made him captain america and gave him this much responsibility in the first place and now he's all souped up on the fucking drugs, I just think it's going to be bad. I don't know why, in general, when they're dealing with these kind of threats and this kind of power with certain individuals, with this guy, why they wouldn't have, in a controlled situation, have given him a super soldier serum to begin with and had him running like that before they ever got another Captain America on the field to begin with. Uh, Just in my opinion, because if they were training super soldiers to make a Captain America in the first place in the past... Why in the hell now would they put an average guy up in any situation who's not a super soldier in that Captain America outfit after they know what happens with any superhero? I mean, for real, like uh, that's the weird thing about it. And like there's a couple other things I don't like with the kind of narrative they're playing for the story, but that could turn around at the end. It depends on what choices Sam and Bucky make and what they what perspective they have coming out of this in this last episode that's going to kind of make my decision on how I feel about this show because there's a couple things that I just really I I don't like at all Um, 
but I really like the action scenes when they give them to you. They're really good. They spent the money on it. It's there, and it's it, they're awesome. Their fight was really good. It was very reminiscent of this uh, Civil War movie where they're fighting Iron Man. Very similar shots. Very Just cool. a really good time, for sure. Um, but overall, this was a slow episode, and it definitely felt like a lot of filler. And this last episode's got to be big. And I don't know how they're going to do a lot of closure for a lot of this. Especially with Sharon Carter's character, with the Flag Smashers, with the Power Broker. Um, then having decent enough closure. I, I mean, Sam's character is going to be easy because they've really driven it home for him a little bit more than they have Bucky. Bucky, it's there really is only one thing he's grieving with. And it's like one character thing, flaw I with himself. Um, then obviously U.S. agent in that whole situation. I so it's crazy. all about the Flag Smashers. That's how bad it's been. Yeah, well, the Flag Smasher, the, the, I, I hate that whole situation. I don't like the, the way they've put the characters together. I don't like the main leader of the Flag Smashers. I, I don't like that at all right now. And my only driving factor of this show is the U.S. agent situation and the Bucky and Sam situation. That stuff is all all gravy right now for the most part. Right. What would you say? I, I think that on and I do like Sharon Carter's character being back, but they really haven't given me much of it for me to really care. So, like, I would None like to know. But at the same time, if they don't give it to me, like and drive something else home, that's pretty big. I, I can deal with that for sure. I'm just going to give my full thoughts on the show once it's over, because right now I'm just interested. But that's how I, that's all I'm going to say. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. What did you guys think about it? Because, like, I do, I am interested also with the U.S. agent making his own thing, and we're going to see him as a U.S. agent with no. his shield and everything. No one fucking I want to see this. a big showdown, like, classic comic book style of, of those kind of characters. Mm. I would like, I would have liked to have seen an actual Flag Smasher character. That would have been really great with the whole get up and everything, would have been really cool. Um, I would like to see what happens with Sam's partner. You know, and to see if he becomes like the next Falcon, technically, if let's say Sam is supposed to be the next Captain America. I don't know. What, if, or they're just going to make him a Captain Falcon. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, I I don't know what they're going to do with that. But uh, we got one episode left and my fingers are crossed that it's going to be decent. But this one was like, OK, it's passable check it out for a little extra backstory stuff but really nothing big in this one for sure and that that about wraps it up for today's episode on 420 oh you made a whole big stink about well, I don't know what that's relevant earlier today and now you're like 420 well I just made I just said it and made it important because you did okay. in the beginning well now to, when this is up it's gonna be 421 so surprise uh, I guess that's it for today's episode. So thank you so much for listening to us. If you want to listen to previous episodes, you can check us out at podcastforthereasonlyreleased.com. There is direct ways to listen to us through our website, but also through all the links on there. Um, we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere podcasts are found. We're probably on there. <coughs> bless you. That scared me. Oh, my God. Bless you. Aside from um, those links to listen to us on our website, we also have direct links to different ways to find me and Joe on social media on there, as well as our web store. 
And other than that, um, we do have an Instagram, which is pod for the recently released. If you want to follow it, I try to post a couple things every week for new episodes. And I would love to hear what you guys would like to see from us next. So if you want to let us know. See from next. See from us (laughs) next, I said. I said it. Whatever. Either way, you can message us on there and on our posts when we're doing polls and asking for this stuff. And let us know what you'd like to see. Yeah. What she said. See you next week. Wednesdays. Uh, YouTube 10 a.m. Yeah. So that's the that's the big one that we're trying to to push, you know, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff and check us out on all our other platforms. Pete. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of podcast for the recently released. If you want to peep some of our older episodes, we've got a ton of them. Just check us out on podcast for the recently We've got merch, older episodes, links for other ways to listen to us and more. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. Don't let your meatloaf stay safe out there, guys. 